Rewind. This is Dope Nostalgia. Welcome to Dope Nostalgia, episode 182. I'm your host, Naomi. This next guest was so exciting. Why? Because not only were we huge fans of him when he was on Much Music, but I found when I told people that he was going to be on the show, so many different generations know about Rick Campanelli. The older people like me who knew like the Much Music era, as well as the ET Canada era, more people knew about Rick than almost any other guest I've ever had from every age group. So it's very exciting to welcome Rick to the show. We talk a bit about much, of course, because this is our much music series that we are still doing and presenting. The big much music experience, 299 Queen Street West, the documentary coming out. We'll be talking about that as well as his time at ET Canada. Here's some information on Rick Campanelli. Wikipedia moment. Please bear in mind that Wikipedia is not to be taken as actual 100% fact. Any donkey could edit it at any time. If I'm reading you the artist's bio, that stuff is real truth. Rick Campanelli is a Canadian television and radio personality known for his work as a VJ and host for Much Music and for co-hosting ET Canada. He joined Z103.5 FM, CDIC FM in November 2021 and was co-host of The Morning Show until December 2022 when he left the station. Rick is a native of Hamilton, Ontario, and he grew up in a working class Italian Canadian family as the youngest of four siblings. Campanelli attended school in St. Catharines and he attended Brock University, earning a degree in physical education. Campanelli was introduced to the Much Music viewers as the winner of Much Music's 1994 Much Temp contest. Originally, he was nicknamed The Temp, or famously, Rick the Temp. Campanelli has since been labeled the franchise for his long tenure and high popularity while on Much Music. In addition to being a video jockey, he also co-hosted Much On Demand, the Much Music Countdown, and the Much Music Radio Countdown. Campanelli's final appearance on Much Music was August 26, 2005 on Much On Demand. He was subsequently announced as one of the reporters for ET Canada, a new Canadian licensee of Entertainment Tonight, which was launched on September 12, 2005. In early 2007, Campanelli hosted the Canada's Case Game segments on Global's Deal or No Deal Canada during that series' first limited run. Campanelli is involved with several charitable organizations, including World Vision Canada, Tuberous Sclerosis, Big Brothers and Big Sisters, McMaster Children's Hospital, and Kids Help Phone. On May 27, 2009, he hosted the Youth and Philanthropy Initiative in Toronto. In February 2016, Toronto radio station CFNY-FM announced that Campanelli will join the station as co-host with Fred Kennedy and Melanie Mariani of the station's morning show on June 27th. Later that year, he made a cameo appearance in the music video for James Barker Band's Just Sayin'. In July 2017, it was announced that Campanelli would depart as co-host of ET Canada after 12 years when his contract ended in summer 2017. In 2021, it was announced that Campanelli would join his former Much Music colleague, Monica Diol, to co-host 90s Nostalgia, a five-city Canadian concert tour featuring such artists as Aqua and Eiffel 65. 
Campanelli discussed this role during a visit to the Toronto Miked podcast. Let's welcome Rick the Temp, the amazing Rick Campanelli to Dope Nostalgia. Hello, Naomi. Hi, Rick. So nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Naomi. Thank uh, you for making the time. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. I love your set there or your oh, my green Zoom screen. Or your... Yeah, it's very cool. <laughs> Welcome, Rick, to Dope Nostalgia. This is a podcast that's primarily focused on things that happened in the 90s. So when I heard that you guys were doing the documentary <laughs> tour, I thought, yeah. oh, what a pleasure it would be to talk to you guys about it before you take off and start that up so <laughs> well wow. the minute i found out about the actual documentary um that sean menard was directing and putting together it was like yes finally we get to relive all those magical moments that we created back in the mid 90s and early 2000s for me i know obviously we all know vjs came before me i was just there for a, the middle chunk of the 30 years that it lasted much music but uh just to play a small part meant the world to me and now to relive it through Sean's doc and the tour that's going to be happening uh come well I guess late September early October it's just fantastic yeah and the fact that you're going all the way across the country too that's very exciting yeah, yeah it's going to bring back memories of doing you know the much music video dance <laughs> yes. or the uh much in your space uh we we traveled the country with those two uh, much uh, staples um, and obviously other countless events interviewing bands in Vancouver or Halifax but yeah it's uh, I haven't done something like this in in many many years and to do it along with some of my fellow VJs um, and to be there with the people that are going to be watching the documentary for the first time it's just uh, it's going to be very special I can't wait exactly your upbringing you grew up in Hamilton correct Yes. Grew up in Hamilton, the youngest of four kids. And uh, all my older siblings are teachers. I was going to I was going to go on to teach as well. But there was this there was this contest that I just couldn't get out of my mind back in the mid 90s. That was all over much music. And it was to be a temp. And mm -hmm. I entered it. And uh, the first year I entered in 94, sorry, 93, the first year that I it came out in 93, I entered it. But my entry wasn't eye grabbing it wasn't mind-blowing so the next year 94 I put a lot of work into my entry and the much music brass liked what I created and uh, and the rest is history I think you winning the temp contest is one of the greatest successes in Canadian television history <laughs> because it just seems so meant to be you were such Aww. an elemental part of much once you were on the show on Aww. the station so I you made me shed a tear right there. I, you, I got teary eyed, yeah. but, but I, I, you know, namely back in the day, you know, I'm 53 now back in the day, my, in my teen years, my early twenties, I lived music. I really did. I loved music, loved everything about it. Music video, going to see concerts, listening to bands, you know, going to buy vinyl or CDs or whatever was out cassettes back in the eighties. So entering this contest, it meant a lot to me because I knew I was going to be, if I had won it, I was going to be landing at a place where it revolved around my world and my, which was music. So yeah, I, I was very fortunate because everyone <laughs> and their dog back in the day wanted to be a VJ. And, and I was just a for, very fortunate to have caught the eye of the much music uh, people that were making the decisions. And 
I think getting a step in was was a huge part of getting a foot in the door. But once you got in there and because I was so knowledgeable with music, I think it just and they saw it, too. I think it just went hand in hand. And it just it was just a matter of time. Um, I kept pestering them. Don't get me wrong. I kept pestering them and and asking, okay, can I give it a shot? Can I you know, because it was it did turn into a dream, the dream of me as a kid watching much music and and watching the DJs of yesteryear, like Erica and Steve and Michael do their thing. So I, I, as a kid knew it was planted in me, you know, if I could just get into that door, I can prove to them what I'm capable of doing and, and getting that foot in the door by winning this contest is, is all I needed. And it took a good year, year and a half to get on air as a VJ, but, uh, I would have, you know, it was worth it. I would have let it, if it, it took two, three, five years, you know, it's just something that I really wanted to do at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of being a teacher, <laughs> like my older <laughs> sibling. Now with you being knowledgeable about music, who were some of the artists you were most listening to at that time for your own personal taste? Yeah. Back in the day, I, I grew up listening to uh, CFNY 102.1, The Edge in Toronto. So mm-hmm. bands like No Doubt uh, and The Cults, and, you know, even bands that they weren't playing on on the edge back in the day, I, you know, I was into Duran Duran and I was into, you know, all all the bands that my older siblings were listening to. Well, I was influenced by them and I was, you know, I was listening to what they were listening to, like because I was in this we we're in the same house, um, like Bowie and the Stones and the Beatles and the Who, Jimi Hendrix. You know, I'm going way back now because I've got older siblings that are Push, getting close to their 60s. So mm-hmm. all genres. And then my parents were listening to their music, which was, you know, the Rat Pack, um, you know, and, you know, Bobby, De- the Bobby Darren type singer, uh, you know, Dean Martin, a bunch of Italian singers. But we always had music going on in our house uh, or in the car, wherever we were, there was always music. So I just give you a little bit of insight on my what my tastes were, but I was also just listening to all sorts of genres and that's what made me fall in love with with it so much back in the day and um my you know i, I would i wouldn't say my my thumb isn't on the pulse of what's going on uh these days uh, it sort of is maybe my pinky is but, <laughs> but there's just so much it just seems to be so overwhelming these days and and the last you know five to ten years uh so many artists doing their thing with uh was that your cat Yes, yeah. she sneaks into uh, every every <laughs> Zoom meeting I have. You have his ass <laughs> over here from time to time. That's that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but but with with the rise of like social media and artists, you know, taking it upon themselves, the DIY type promotion that a lot of these young talented kids are are showing us these days. You know, there's so so many creative people and very talented artists out there. So. It's very overwhelming. Um, but back mm. in the day, I seemed to have a grip, a grasp of what was going on in terms of the world of music and what was on everyone's radar, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. And and I lived it. I didn't have as many responsibilities. I, I didn't have three boys. I, you know, I didn't have a wife. I, you know, it was back in the day where it's all about you and, and you have to um, go towards what your passions are. And, and mine were obviously music i could have i could have been surrounded by music 24/7 if i was given the chance you know 
Not I had a bad to sleep. place to be. <laughs> no, not a bad place to be. Yeah, yeah. And I remember too, uh, a lot of the interactions with artists that you had were, you felt like you were part of the group. For instance, oh. the boy bands. Okay. Uh, like, yeah. Backstreet, Sync, all those times that oh, you guys man. were on there. And and for our American listeners, um, I want them to understand that you were kind of the equivalent in Canada to Carson Daly and TRL. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, you I appreciate you the, the kind words. Um, yeah. But I, you know, my approach, Naomi, and I was just to have fun. I just want to have fun. I want to be entertaining because we're on this nationwide broadcast, which was much music. And mm -hmm. I was just trying to be as fun, as, as interesting, as entertaining as possible, you know, and when you get, when you get pegged with certain bands, mm -hmm. uh, it seems like in the late nineties, it was all about the, the, the bubblegum pop bands, the boy bands and mm -hmm. the Christina's and the Britney's and, and, but you know what, they, they were, they were making a lot of people happy out there around the world. Mm -hmm. And to to be part of their world, even even for five minutes doing an interview with them, uh, it was an honor. You know, it really was. It wasn't my you know my cup of tea when it came to musical genres, but uh, I respected what they did, and they put lots of smiles on the faces of lots of music fans out there. And uh, it was an honor to be with them uh, in the times that we got to spend together, even if even if I was pigeonholed into the the boy band uh, genre <laughs> back in the day, I didn't mind. I'm I'm a I'm an alt rock guy, right? So yeah, I I didn't mind. I had fun with those guys. You have a lot more fun with those guys than you do with most other bands because they were all about having fun, not not taking themselves too seriously, right? So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I appreciated that. What was it like when an artist such as Britney Spears walked into the much environment? I can't even imagine. Obviously, you, you could see the chaos outside. but You could see the, the chaos inside. building up outside. Yeah, you yeah. could. Uh, Queen Street, John Street, they used to shut down both streets for those big artists. Mm -hmm. But um, it was, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it right now, to tell you the truth. I really am, you know, because because you don't see it anymore in, in terms of how much music delivered it to you. We would open up the street front windows. We'd let people in. They'd be part of the show, just like the VJs were, just like the artist was. They were there too, to mm -hmm. ask questions, to be part of it, to enjoy the live music. But it was, um, it was always a, a, a magical hour or 90 minutes or however, however long the much uh, interactive was uh, intimate and interactive or the much uh, live at much was, but it was a special, special time because we were bringing the fans so close to their heroes. Like they were like feet away from the people that they were spending all their hard earned dollars on. <laughs> like as young mm -hmm. teenagers, you know, if you have these part-time jobs, you're buying the CDs from the Britneys and the, and the Backstreet Boys, you're going to buy the two concert tickets for these yeah. bands. So next thing you know, they're in Toronto and you're right there with them. So it was all, they were always special, special moments for me. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah. What's, a, what's an interview that meant a lot to you that you got to do? A memorable well, one. Well, yeah, well, the, the first time that Chili Peppers came in uh, as, a, as a whole, as a collective, all four of them together, uh, that was probably one of my favorite days, uh, at much music. Um, you know, cause, cause in the past with the other VJs throughout the late eighties and early nineties, the chili peppers, you know, so, so Anthony would come in, 
with Flea or Anthony would come in with John or whoever it was, but they would never all come in together and they would never come in for an hour long stay. So when I got the chance to interview them for to promote the By the Way CD, which was, I believe, our early 2000s. What was that? 2002, I think. Just over you, 20 you years know ago. better than I would. <laughs> they, they were all there together, like Anthony and Chad and Flea and John. So and then all their fans were there as well. And we got to take them outside. So, yeah, that day stands out. There was another time when when um, Anthony came in with John um, and just earlier on in the afternoon, the Stone Temple Pilots came in as well. Now, Ooh. George was supposed to get one of the interviews and I was supposed to get one of the interviews. They didn't want, you know, because that's a lot to handle in one day. But and I remember this, George came down with something. And I think I don't know if he lost his voice or he didn't have the energy. He got sick. And um, so he called in sick that day. And and I uh, I was there for both Stone Temple Pilots and Chili Peppers. And that was like, that's right up my alley in terms of music and, you know, the genre that I grew up listening to. So that was a very special day. And then we had these other assignments where we got to go to Woodstock, you know, the, the 30th anniversary of Woodstock in mm. 1999, or when I got to go to uh, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, uh, to be part of rock and Rio. Um, there were all, there were so many special moments when it came to much the, the world music awards in Monaco. Um, wow. I remember going with Bill Walichka and, you know, you know, seeing Michael Jackson and yelling out to Michael Jackson, you know, getting, trying to get answers from him when he think about how Britney was when she came, but Michael Jackson, he takes, he took the, took the cake when it came to um, popular around the world and not, ever having a chance to be private when he's out in public because he was swarmed every time. Uh, but yeah, and I, I got to see him that night in concert uh, and that would have been in London, that World Music Awards. But all those special things that as VJs, we were given uh, the assignments to do and uh, I loved every minute of it. I loved every minute of it, whether it was in the studio, greeting the bands or the fans or playing the music videos or getting sent off on these assignments around the world. You don't take it for granted. That's for sure. Oh my gosh. Like, not you many can't. people can you... say they got to do that. Yeah, no, I never took one minute, one day for granted because uh, listen, I won a contest. <laughs> uh, I could be gone any day. Um, I had to continuously prove myself and, and prove that I was the right person for the job. You know, there, and there were quite a few of the of VJs at, at one time. They were like, at least seven or eight of us at, at a time. And we all needed to prove to the much brass that we were the right person for the job. Because like I said earlier, so many people, so many Canadians wanted that job. So, mm -hmm. oh, I never took anything for granted. Never, never, never. Even when it, when it came to my next job at ET Canada, it's like I was honored to be there uh, along with the others. After these messages, Dope Nostalgia listeners, I love you and I thank you so much for being a part of this show and its success over the last two years. We have what's called Patreon for those who want to support the show financially. For as little as $1 a month, you can become a subscriber and get bonus content, early podcast release, all kinds of cool behind the scenes stuff, and more. There's different tiers of membership starting at only $1 a month. 
And we even have some special merch for you guys who are in it for the long run. So please join our Patreon. It's at www.patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. Oh, hi, it's Zach Peter, your new favorite pop culture guru, serving you the hottest tea three times a week. From the latest news on The Real Housewives, deep dives into celebrity legal scandals, unfiltered convos with your favorite stars, and of course, the latest from Vanderpump Land, I've got you covered. And new episodes of the podcast are now available in video on Spotify. And they don't just let anybody do video, but this platinum blonde has won them over. So if you want the latest news from the ultimate tea spilling professional, tune in to No Filter with Zach Peter. That's No Filter with Zach Peter on your favorite podcast app now. Like any well-run organization, here at Much Music, the cream rises to the top, revealing the best of the very best. And starting this Sunday, a proud first at Much, the number one hit weekend. All number one hits from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. I like the way you work The number one hit weekend, this weekend on Much, brought to you by Pepsi Stuff. You are watching Much Music. My name is Rick the Temp. It's uh, Tuesday, May 13th, special day, big day right here on Much Music. The crew is getting ready for the INI. It's not just any INI, no doubt, from Anaheim. They're coming to spend some time with Master T in the Much Environment. Bill Willitsch will be in uh, Australia. He's there now. Sukyun Lee will be the other way, the other direction, Singapore. And uh, where's Juliet? Yeah, New York City. I'll, I'll be in Barrie or uh, up the street here. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be around the area. So let's check it out. Let's wet the palette with this one. The choice cut is no doubt Sunday morning right here on Much Music. Tell me about your last day on Much. Oh, that was a sad day. Yeah. Oh, I, it was a tough day because I, I left university in 90. I graduated in 90, the summer of 94. And that's the year I won the Tom Temp Contest. So I moved to Toronto that, that same year and um, started working at Much behind the scenes. So that's all I knew. In, in terms of a career, um, you know, working alongside other people uh, at a job, that was my job. That's all I knew. So when it came time, you know, 11 and a half years later to say goodbye, it was tough. You know, even, you know, knowing that that day, August 31st, 2005 was there, it was on our ra everyone's radar. It was just so tough. I remember doing the last Much On Demand um, with Leah who was my co-host on Much On Demand at the time. And we got a bunch of friends to call in and share special moments through throughout the 11 and a half years that I spent on air there. And uh, and uh, I cried. I did. I, I didn't want to leave. Um, uh, but, you know, all good things must come to an end. And, you know, as VJs start getting older, uh, th that was the case back in the day. You know, you, you start having kids of your own, you know, you know, VJs having kids? No, they are kids. Um, so <laughs> right? it, yeah. it was it was time to leave. It was time to go. And, you know, you don't want to overstay your welcome. And um, I, I thought I, I found things were changing over there as well in a different direction, like a lot more pop culture shows were starting to air instead of the music video, which we all grew to love. And that's why I got involved in the first place. So when it starts becoming less about the music and more about other things that I didn't really 
care for as much as the music. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the writings, writing, writings were on the wall for sure for me, because that wasn't my passion anymore. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, other amazing opportunities came calling and, you know, the transition to one, one to the other was very, a very smooth one. Like I remember doing my first assignment for Entertainment Tonight Canada right before my contract came to an end with much music because mm -hmm. the last Much On Demand was on a Friday. I believe it was like the 29th or 28th. Contract didn't end until the 31st. I got flown to New York to interview Alicia Keys for ET Canada on that weekend when I was still <laughs> under contract with Much. But it's all good. Like Much mm -hmm. would have been cool with it. ET was cool with it because we're starting to generate, you know, and produce uh, interviews. Um, yeah. But that's the thing I liked about ET as well. I was sort of at first I was sort of known as the music guy. So I got to do a, a majority of the major music interviews um, for a while there anyway, until mm -hmm. uh, my co-host started saying, well, why can't I interview Celine Dion? <laughs> why can't I interview Michael Bublé? And, I'm a fair guy. It's like let's let's all let's all be happy here. We can we can share share the pot. But uh but no, it, it was a tough day my last day. But I knew I was going somewhere which somewhere else that had been established for many many years. You know, ET is the granddaddy of them all when you think about it in terms of entertainment news magazine shows. So I knew I was going to be landing at a great spot. Um yeah. leaving a great spot, going to a great spot, it makes that transition a little easier. But it still was certainly a, a sad day to leave much. That's for sure. Yeah, but it's true. But like you said, there was a legacy left there and things do come to an end sometimes. But yeah, yeah I'm glad you got to go to such a positive place after that. Yeah, me too. Me, because I was sort of like, like, I, and I didn't know I was going there right away. Like I had a, I auditioned for a few different gigs, one at the CBC, one at the Country Network. And then this this one came along. And so, but nothing was concrete, you know, you don't know who they like and who they're going to go with. It's just all auditioning and doing screen tests. But, but yeah, when that one came along and when I signed the contract, that was a, that was a, a blessing. It was, I was so grateful to get that gig and that one lasted 12 seasons. And I was very grateful for that. Didn't want that one to come to an end either, but you know, it's, it's, the, the powers that be uh, are that control everything. And mm -hmm. some, some things, uh, things are out of your control and, um, and they make business decisions for reasons Like people that run companies, they know what they're doing. So, but mm -hmm. that's all good. Uh, you know, one door closes, another one opens and it's been a great ride. I'll tell you that. Like I was going to be a, a phys ed teacher and I haven't spent one day as a phys ed teacher. <laughs> I, I've been doing things that I love to do my whole working career since 94. So mm -hmm. I've been pretty fortunate and blessed to have been dealt that hand, I guess. Uh, absolutely. It's keeping you eternally young. <laughs> oh, well, my, my, my young kids are keeping me young. My, my younger wife is keeping me even younger. So uh, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm 85 inside, but, uh, <laughs> but it does, you got to keep moving and you got to keep following your passions and dreams. And you got to stay in those worlds because mm -hmm. the minute you leave the world that you're passionate about and you settle for something else, it's, it, it ages you quickly, I think. And it, it just, it also brings upon this negative vibe 
you know, because you don't really want to be there. I don't really want to be doing something that I really want to be doing. I want to be doing something that, that I love to do. Mm. And, um, and I, and I've been very fortunate since 94 to be doing just that things that I love to do for a living. And we're grateful that you've been part of our, um, I should say upbringing, like, you know, of, <laughs> I was your of... babysitter for a while there. Wasn't I back in the day? I pretty much watched you guys. Your parents all put the, the much music on. You got home from school. You sat in front of the TV and you watched Rick and Sookie got, in. And it, we got cable television. It was you guys all the time. Uh, and same with me. Same with me. When I was a teenager and in school, I would do the same thing. I would get home from school, put my my homework aside, and just tune in to see what Master T was up to, or see yeah. if it was it was the best. It was the best back in the day. Now, obviously, you mentioned Sean doing the documentary. What drew you into it, and what do you foresee this tour going to be like? Well, the minute Sean reached out to me saying that he was working on, you know, telling the story of Much Music, I said, yes, let's do this. It's about time. It's been so long. Um, Canadians need this. They need this story. Like, even the parts that we, we knew we're, we're familiar with, that's great where he's going to relive those magical moments. But there were so many moments in this documentary that I wasn't familiar with the, the, the start of it all, you know, back, back in the late seventies when city TV had started up because it comes from the brainchild of the creators of city TV. Um, that's when, you know, the new music started in the late seventies. That's when the idea of having these 24 hour, not even 24 hour, like half hour to an hour music video shows like Friday night, uh, what was it called? Friday night videos and good rocking tonight. I don't, good I forget the tonight, names of them yeah. back in the day, but um, yeah. that's where the whole idea CBC. started. Yeah, that one too on CBC. Yeah, mm -hmm. but but that's what gave the idea to the the um, people, the the decision makers, I guess you could say, at City TV. So I learned so much uh, about this film, and um, but yeah, I I. I was I, I spent a good 11 and a half years there and I really wanted to tell this help help tell the story along with the other former VJs. And um, it's a wonderful it's just a wonderful documentary. And 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 I was I was there in, in Austin with Sean, you know, for the for the world premiere of it. We used to have this thing when we used to release new videos, we used to call them the galactic premiere because <laughs> we were the only one. I think sometimes we would broadcast the videos before MTV because that's that's the kind of relationship that we had with some of these bands back in the day. But yeah, I was I was honored to be there for the galactic premiere of of 299 Queen Street West with Sean and with the crew. And it was a great response down in Texas for uh Austin for the South by Southwest. And now being being part of uh, well the tail end of TIFF, I guess. I guess TIFF's gonna be coming to an end and and at Roy Thompson Hall, we're going to be premiering 299 Queen Street West for uh, the Canadian premiere and then taking it across Canada. But it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful to go out and chat with some of the viewers of Much Music back in the day and and relive some beautiful, magical moments. And uh, just uh, it's it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a special time for sure. Yeah, I know there. it's only going to last from I'm October to November, but I'll take I'll take I'll take any day for sure. I'm definitely coming down to check it out. I'll be in Edmonton at that show. So for sure. Right on. Yeah. All right on. Well, we'll see you there. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good time. And I think Canadians, my generation, your generation that grew up watching much music and, and just talk about nostalgia right there. Like it's like 
you think of these bands and you think about their videos or you think about what the VJs did and it just brings you back to that simpler time as a Canadian kid. And when, when it was all, it's all really we needed, you know, <laughs> there's so, there's so much to the world these days and so many, uh, uh, things that, that are flying in left, right, center, like distractions, I guess you can say, but yeah. we lived during a simpler time when much music was around and it's all, it's all we needed. So, uh, it's, I'm honored to be a part of this doc and the tour. And, uh, I'm just so grateful that Sean reached out to me and, uh, and he wanted me to be part of it. Before we wrap things up, can you tell me about some of the charities you support? I know you're very active in, in the charity world. So yeah, yeah well, I'd love to you tell know what? our listeners what, what you're involved in. I love doing so much for children's charities, like, you know, it just, it, it breaks my heart. It, it breaks anyone's heart. I'm sure when they see a, a child going through such hardships, whether it's a, a physical, a mental, whatever they're dealing with in their lives. You know, I, I had such a great upbringing, a great childhood with three older siblings. Um, so if I can give anything back and help out any charity that's involved with helping children, I'm there. So, yeah, I, I help out with the Starlight Children's Gala every year. Um, I help out with World Vision from time to time um, in terms of their, well, they used to do a lot back in the day when I was on Much in terms of the 30-hour famine. And they had other, uh, they had other events uh, for, for children uh, living in, you know, tough to live in areas like uh, third world countries. Um, so those are just a couple that, that I'm really proud to help out with. But to tell you the truth, if any children's charity approaches me on Instagram or however uh, way they get a hold of me asking for my, my time, it's like, yes, let's do this. However, I can help out. Um, mm. It's my pleasure. Um, yeah, I, I wish I could give my time and help out all of them. Um, I just don't don't have the time for all of that but there's a lot of good yeah. people out there helping out a lot of good charities we used to do a lot of stuff with ronald mcdonald house across canada mm. um and helping those children and their families um but yeah it's just uh i got i got a soft spot and and my heart melts when i see kids that are just you know going through such hardships it's just it it's just not fair it's not right so in any way that i can help and 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 uh, help out those charities, I, 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 I jump at the opportunity. It's nice. It's you're helping make the world a better place that way. And I just want to thank you so much for your positive presence because it's been a complete oh, joy talking to you. Oh, great talking to you too. I hope I get to meet you when we're out in uh, Edmonton for the Edmonton yeah. for the Alberta premiere. I don't know if we're going to Calgary first or Edmonton, but I know we're visiting both cities. Wonderful. Wonderful. What are your current projects right now? What's keeping you busy? Well, I was doing morning radio for 13 months, Naomi, but uh, honestly, getting up at 3.30 every morning, it was just taking mm -hmm. a toll on my body physically. I loved the job because it brought me back to the live, much music environment. Um, it was for a, a, a Toronto radio station and it was live. It was music. I loved it. I had a co-host. It was a lot of fun, mm -hmm. but um, you know, I'm no spring chicken anymore <laughs> and it was tough getting up, you know, in the pitch black and, and oh. driving in Toronto to do that gig. So, yeah, I unfortunately had to say goodbye and leave back in January. 
Um, I've been doing a lot of social media stuff, doing a lot of hosting events, a lot of emceeing, um, a lot of quality family time, which has been a ton of fun. Um, yeah, there's always opportunities that come calling. And that's what I love about being a freelancer these days. You know, I don't say no to much. Um, and I like trying new things. I, I might be working on a podcast right now. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I got a lot oh, of ground to great. catch because I know people like you and other people out there have been doing them for a very long time. But um, I can see myself going down. I like to talk like you. I like to talk about things that are topical or even things that bring back memories from back in the day. But uh, I might be working on a podcast right now. We'll see. You're going to love it. You're going to love the yeah. freedom to yeah. Yeah. be as creative as you want. Yes, and that's what I miss about the good old days, being freedom before the constraints were put on all of us when we signed big contracts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you again for being on oh, the show. My pleasure, Naomi. That's wonderful. Uh, good luck with, with the show and uh, and hope to meet you in, in Edmonton when we're out there. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia this podcast is licensed by socan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work